Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week we discuss Jordan and Jean getting so drunk at my wedding they fall over and break a bowl of candy, plus a whole lot more. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. It is great to be back here. Absolutely. Team, it's been weeks. Several weeks. Several weeks since we were here all together mm-hmm. doing the same thing at the same time. I'm so sorry that it has to end, Jordan. Oh, is this the last show? This is your last show, yes. Oh, my last show. Well, well, long time coming, I guess, huh? I mean, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to get to replace you. Yeah. Is there a short list, at least? Can I at least hear the short list? Mm, John Hamm from Mad Men. Oh, plays yeah. Don Draper on Mad Men. He's good. Real, He's on the real short guy's list. guy. He's a real man's man. Yeah. I'm thinking. I am not. I would. I wouldn't consider myself a guy's guy. So here's the thing. I want someone whose voice contrasts with mine. That's an important, oh, uh, yeah, an important yeah, yeah. thing. So I've also considered uh, late '80s Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, okay. Ah, I'm Bobcat Goldthwait. What do you think current Bobcat Goldthwait will think about that? I, I mean, because you got to go, go through, you got to go through him. Film. He directed a critically acclaimed film. I know for some time he was the director on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the point is this, Jordan. Sure. It's not about. It's not so much about who I get to replace you. It's about your failings. Yeah. I'm just concerned. Do you want to list that, them? Are you going to list them? Or yeah, I just. It's mostly just one thing. Yeah. I'm not convinced you have a love of lifelong learning. Well, yeah. No, it's true. I mean, uh, no, I pretty much stopped learning. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Are you taking any classes? Uh, no, I'm not taking any classes. Are you learning any new languages? No, I'm I'm sticking with English. Do you pretty steadfastly? Have you learned how to better box out? No. Crossover. No. Jab step. No. The verb. To be, ser. No. That's why I'm disappointed in you. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, I, uh, do you want to just finish this show, or is this it? I don't know. I got class at the City College for coming up. No, oh, yeah? Maybe we should just end it here. <laughs> so you have this newfound enthusiasm for classes, and you're leaving your old buddy Jordan, old stagnant Jordan, in the dust. Yeah, well, because you're not building. I'm building a temple to knowledge oh. inside my brain. Yeah. And inside my heart. For that matter, inside my groin, my midsection. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? What I'm are you doing in your groin? Building a temple to learning. Oh. How is that different than the the temple in your heart? Is no, it, it's it's three of the same temple. Okay, exact uh, same. This is like a model home situation. No, each I wouldn't say that because each it's a prefab. It's a prefab. It's not a prefab. Each it's a prefab uh, temple. Each of the three temples. There are three temples. Each of them has unique architectural head, so, features. Wait, head, heart, balls. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay, the sorry, three continue. temples to knowledge. Right. Head temple. Heart temple, and the it's third a, temple. Sure. The third temple. But each the of them has unique, temple. 
it's color it's a colorful situation like one might be a turn of the century american style clag with a front porch and uh you know an alley around the back sure. and that kind of thing one might be a row house style like a baltimore row house style temple brick several stories a peaked roof mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah each temple has a distinctive style because knowledge comes in so many different flavors. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's say you want to take a class in, I don't know, just picking at random, Espanol, which is the Spanish word for Spanish. Sure. Oh, I got a great idea. Oh, yeah, I got one. Uh, I bet the groin temple is smaller than the other ones. <laughs> nice. Okay. I mean, that was... This is a pretty good example of why you're not going to be the co-host of this show anymore. What? I think that's that is that is hearty evidence that I should keep being the co-host. Zingers like that one. Maybe instead of come zing- on, your dick's small. That's funny. Maybe instead of zinging, you should do some learning. Wow, I learned how to zing. Okay, you learned how to zing. Huh? Yeah, I took a zing class. Do you feel like you you get better at zinging every day? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, when I watch the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards back to back, I watch Mr. Matthew Perry. Oh, yeah, he's a, the king of zingers. Sure. He'll drop them on you like a bomb. Yeah, he'll still fire them at you. Like a paintball gun. He just grabs gun. one out of his quiver, uh-huh. loads Puts it up it into, into his, his paintball gun. Sure. Grabs it out of the quiver into the paintball gun, puts the paintball gun in the t-shirt gun. <laughs> and fires a paintball gun loaded with zingers at you. And it hurts. It explodes, mm-hmm. and it leaves a mark. Yeah. Matthew Perry, the new co-host of Jordan, Jesse, Go. Man, that's going to be a great show. When's the first one going to air? Uh, I don't know. You got Matthew Perry's number? Yeah, but I don't think I'll let you have it. Well, we'll fight it out in just for, for a minute. Uh, but while we're doing that, we'll, we'll take a quick break on Jordan, Jesse, Go. <laughs> It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Well, Matthew Perryless, it's back to default plan X. Sweet. Man, it's so great to be the default guy. More yeah. often than not, you get to be the actual guy. Yeah, especially... By default. Especially if some asshole won't give you Matthew Perry's number, even though he probably has it from his career as a TV extreme sports coverage man. Yep. Hey, uh, here's a new... Here's an idea for a new seg. Speaking of zingers... Yeah. Okay. I wanted to create a place in this show where we can... A place in the show where we can, um, y- you know... when. Okay, here's the deal. Yes. You and I are guys prone to making a joke in casual conversation. Yeah, make a joke, absolutely. And uh, Throw it out there, see what happens. Sure, why not? It's maybe, you know, part of the reason people invite us places, why we're asked to be a part of a group. Um, you you're, know, Lord you're knows... asked to be a part of groups? Oh, yeah. I mean, several times a month. Gee whiz. Uh, you know, Lord knows we don't have any kind of, uh, you know... We're not great to look at. We're not at. handsome men. No, yeah, we don't really have anything that interesting to say. No, we certainly don't know very much about anything. My life of life, my love of lifelong learning, notwithstanding. Yeah, well, that's going to change that pretty soon. So yeah, I well, I'll certainly be able to use the verb to be ser. Sure. Nosotros. Nosotros somos. Wow, and that's some no. good learning. Thank you. That basketball class sounds great. <laughs> 
Um, so we're full of witticisms. Like sure, that one, right? Yeah. Come on. Uh, anyways, uh, but but you know, oftentimes, sometimes the jokes don't fly. Right. And I just want, I don't want to let them go unlaughed at. So I want to present them here in a segment called Failed Jokes. Failed jokes. You and I and whoever is is here can get a give give their jokes that they thought were funny a second chance. Just let them because sometimes you you throw out a joke mm-hmm. that you're proud of. Sure, you think you're doing good work, right? And th- your audience, be they your peers, your family members, relatives, uh, just the folks that you're hanging out with on the elevator, right? Um, don't they're not on board? Yeah. They, they don't get it. They don't mm-hmm. like it. I saw the other night, I, the Santa Young America MaximumFun.org sponsored an 826 uh, Valencia benefit program. Yes. Um, uh, for the 826 Los Angeles here mm-hmm. in L.A. Uh, our friend Al Madrigal was the uh, uh, producer of that program. Sure. Um, the host of the show, the great Jimmy Pardo. Yeah. Threw out a fair number of jokes that the audience just wasn't buying. Hmm. I'm, here I am in the front row. I'm laughing my butt off. Sure. I love Jimmy Pardo, Jordan. Yeah. A lot of the audience they weren't on board. Do you think maybe the it was the hipster quotient that maybe didn't get Jimmy Pardo's kind of self conscious, semi self conscious corniness? Yeah, they didn't. They, it meant nothing to them. Hmm. The whole thing meant nothing to I would say forty five percent of the crowd. When it means nothing to forty five percent of the crowd, the rest of the crowd's going to have a hard time enjoying it. Yeah, it's interesting because you know, like your you know your Mr. Show comedy hipsters love Pardo, but maybe these are Yola Tango hipsters. These were definitely this was definitely um, well. I feel like is calling them Yola Tango hipsters might be a little bit too much credit here in here in Los <laughs> Angeles. They're more likely maybe a death cab for cutie hipster. Gotcha. Um, a, a little bit more of a uh, you know there it's not it's a real kind of hipster. They seem sure. like pleasant people. A lot of good looking people at this thing. Yeah, I believe it. Good looking people don't get jokes very well. I gotcha. Because well, because they actually, don't. Well, you know, this is this maybe even kind of leading into my first failed joke that uh, I invented this segment because of. Okay, what was this, the joke? This first one was maybe a situation where the people were too good looking to get my joke okay um so i was at uh an Spago honest with jennifer love Hewitt. uh this is more ridiculous than your example i was actually at a hotel room party uh-huh. at the chateau marmont okay excellent I, this isn't a literal hotel room party at the literal chateau marmont right uh, famous location legendary, of a lot of legendary hollywood hotel famous for its depravity sure sure a lot of celebrity this uh, is a hotel. Crotch photos are set there. I went there one time, and uh, they have a list at the door of the hotel. Yeah. If you're not on the list, you can't get in. Sure. Yeah. That's that. Yes, that was the situation. We were on the list. I w- I'm sitting in the patio. David Spade sitting over there with a couple over the hill models. Sure. We, what nice. Yeah. Wow. That's the scene that we're looking at. Right yeah. Here, yeah. And I was on. The, I was going with the. This was a friend of a friend situation. I had a friend, and he was on the list, and I was his plus one to this. To this hotel room party, and um, you're friends with Clark Kent. The friend of a friend is Superman. Sure, mm-hmm. um, I'm a Jimmy Olsen right. sort of character. Exactly. At this point, um, anyways, and so the the person throwing this party, and also most of the guests were um, they were all teachers at a um, kind of a Beverly Beverly Hills private school where a lot of celebrities apparently send their kids. And I guess that the hotel room was a was a was a gift from one of the rich parents, and they. We're talking about how that's a big thing working at the school is one of the perks is that you, you know, when birthdays and Christmas roll around, the celebrity parents are very generous with the teachers. And, you know, and from the population of this party, it would seem that this uh, 
this um, school, every teacher in this school is a is a kind of leggy thirty year old woman. Yeah, very, absolutely. Maybe a little, you know, a little prettier than your average public school teacher. You know what I'll tell you, Jordan? Yeah. For you and the folks out there at home listening to this, trying to imagine this situation, I'd recommend you listen to the uh, Randy Newman song, Life is Good. Okay. Life is Good. Um, Don't know that one. Leggy 30-year-old. Well, it's it's about uh, uh, hot teachers. Ah. It's about uh, Bruce Springsteen calls him over and and asks Randy Newman to be the boss for a while. Ah. That's Life is Good. Anyways, um, and so we were talking about... um, I was asking one of them the uh, advantages. This is a big, big group, big, big circular conversation group, and it's it's funny. I, I, you know, being an LA comedy guy, hang around with a lot of LA comedy guy types, and and something that maybe I'll complain about a lot that wears on me a little bit is um, when you're in these comedy situations, everybody's always doing a bit, right? And you know, God knows I love doing bits. Hey, you know, you know, I know as well as you do. I love a good bit, but sometimes it gets a little tiresome, and you just wish you could talk about an actual thing. It was interesting being in a place where there was no bits taking place, no bits. Else was all all conversation, right? This was a all sincere kind of, conversation. You know, maybe kind of shallow political talk, and then maybe people bringing up documentaries they had seen, right? Loudly, yes. Loud and emphasizing the word documentary. Yes. I watched a documentary the other day. <laughs> that was a big part of it. Um, anyways, I was asking someone the the advantages of teaching in this kind of rich private school v the you know v teaching in a, a public school and. Uh, they said, well, it's really nice not to have to deal with budget cuts. Uh, you know, if you ever have an idea, you know, or something you want to do with uh, curriculum. Whoa, there'd be big shiny shine in my face. It's got a big shine from a window. Yeah, that's really weird. There's a window shine. What happened up there? Well, they just closed the window and the oh, okay. sun was angled. Anyways. Um, so they said it's nice to not have to deal with budget cuts. And uh, you can kind of, you know, you can have you know, your creative ideas can be implemented because of the generosity of the parents. Um, and I said, oh, that must be great when you learn to study the ocean. Uh, all the kids can go uh, can go inside a... Let me, let me turn, I want to rephrase this perfectly because okay. this was a darn good joke. Okay. I said, it must be great when you start to study the ocean because then all the kids can go underwater in James Cameron's submarine. Uh-huh. Nothing. You didn't get anything out of that. Nothing. Zip. You said that right away. All the kids. You were right. You were no, no. That was all, yeah. That was uh, that was on pace. That that submarine has 3D cameras in it. No. Is it okay? Is it a? I'm just late to the party on that. Like that thing about James Cameron going under and making the submarine movies is just over. Or people don't know that or see that wasn't funny. I'm willing to entertain that that wasn't funny. No, I. But I think it was funny. I here's the thing. I think it might be that we have a heightened understanding of James Cameron's various activities because we are, in your case in the industry, in my case in the public radio segment of the industry, sure. one of the busiest segments Very of the industry. Very bustling. I, mean, I would call it bustling. Ira Glass won a couple of those Emmys that they give away on the E! Award show yesterday. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was the second, the second, oh, second level Emmys. Sure. You know? Best best uh, sound design the wor- for makeup. Worst enemies. Yeah, the exactly. worst Emmys. Worst Emmys. Um, so yeah, I mean we're industry insiders. Sure, we know James. You know. Yeah. We've eaten the fish that he films. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So we're inside. I think maybe they're just not on top of that. Plus, 
And you also have to consider that we're really closely following the world of 3D IMAX in a way right, yeah. that some other people might not be. Also, the way I phrased the joke implied that James Cameron was driving the submarine full of kids himself. Right. So you think that might have I upset thought, I, them. Well, no, I, I was saying I think that paints a funny picture. That's a funny – I'm painting a funny – because he's vision. worth, he's got a billion dollars. Yeah, isn't he but here drive he is driving around a submarine full of kids, little kids in coral. his submarine. Is it living pointing coral? Anglers, it's living coral, living coral, coral, deep sea anglers, anglers, sea spider. Isn't yeah. an a deep sea? Isn't an angler of a fisherman? Uh, no, it's a deep sea. It's a kind of fish that has the light on its head to attract. Uh, oh, yeah? you know, it's called an angler. Yeah, I think it's called it. Look it up. Angler is a angler is definitely a angler. word for fisherman. No, no, I know, but it's a kind of fish that. That has the apparatus. Deep sea angler. Yeah, look at that. Yep, deep sea angler. Angler fish. Deep sea angler fish. It's called. It's a. It's a. Ceratioid. <laughs> Cryptoceris coesi. Geely. Now everyone sure. knows what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. You said the Latin name for it. I'm sorry, if, it, if the people don't hear the phylum, they're not going to know. Yeah. I think that's They're like, plants. well, I know the genus, yeah. but where's the phylum? Exactly. Fuck you, Thorn. Sorry, Darwin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back to your little illustrations in your gay-ass book. Yeah. Enjoy your finches, Finchy. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good time with those beaks, asshole. Those finch beaks. <laughs> that's fucked up, Jordan. The people didn't laugh at that? I know, man. Well, hopefully Did everyone... Did you fight anybody? No, I didn't fight. Everybody was very wispy and thin. Did anybody, not even one person thought that was funny? Nope, nothing. Zero. Not even the guy I came with. He didn't even back me up. I was with a dude. I was with a dude buddy. Jeez Louise. You know what? You know what? Never mind. I strike that. I, he totally laughed. He laughed. Okay. I'm, I'm just have a negative view of this. Because this is, there's sometimes you... I end- want to give him credit. He's probably not listening, but I do want to give him credit for laughing at the joke. If you're like me, Jordan, I don't know what, you're, I, I, I don't know what you do in a, in a big social situation. This is mm-hmm. what I tend to do. Like if I'm going to meet like a bunch of people that Teresa knows that I don't know or yeah, something yeah. like that, I tend to be really quiet and then I, I'll like make jokes... Exclu- I'll only make jokes. I won't use a joke voice. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be really little jokes. And then if whoever doesn't laugh, I'll decide that I hate them. <laughs> you you know? start the judgment. Yeah, I'll Let just like make begin. a. I'll just make a little joke. And the part of the test is, for Nervous Jesse, part of the test is, do they, un- do they perceive that this is a joke even though I'm not using joke inflection at all? Yeah. Like I'll just say it like this. Sure. And I'm not saying anything else. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if they don't laugh, fuck them. That's my position. <laughs> wow. I don't even care if it wasn't that good of a joke. I mean, it's me. It's probably not that great of a joke. It's probably just a serviceable joke, you know? <laughs> sure. I'm funnier than most people you'd meet at a party. Here's, here's, here's where it goes south for me, is I'm fine not making a joke until someone either brings up that I do comedy or I'm forced to say that, you know, my job has a certain comedic element to it. And then I feel... Then pressured. you feel like you got to put on the wig. And sometimes it's not even warranted. Yeah, Do you bring exactly. a wig to parties? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you bring like the Superman outfit or just in case? I bring a wig. I bring a Tory. Yeah. I bring a free soiler. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, man. It's See, like jokes a, like that. Jokes like that are the kind of sail over everybody's heads. You know oh, well. what, Jordan? What? You know what I always say? Teachers, who fucking needs them? Yeah, right? If you have a love of lifelong learning like me... <laughs> 
You don't even need teachers. Yeah, you just start learning. You know who I learn a lot from, Jordan? The streets. Juanita. Who's that? Just a lady oh, she, in my Spanish, Spanish class. Spanish uh, textbook? She's oh, a, no. no, Juanita's a... She's Maybe a, a character she's in a, the textbook. She's an obese, middle-aged African-American woman in my, oh. in my Spanish class. Yeah. Um, she'll say something like, Now, hold on a minute. What are you all talking about? <laughs> oh, Spanish, Juanita. Gotcha. We're speaking Spanish. Spanish class. Mm. She's like, Now, y'all didn't explain that part of the thing. <laughs> she sounds like a delight oh man do i love juanita yeah i sit there in the class you know uh sandwiches in my class uh me and lonely sanders from the you look nice today uh former wow. former guest on this program me and sanders will sit in there and and just it, we've decided juanita is the president of the class sure we've declared her president of spanish class yeah i mean there's sure sure there's a huge pacific islander guy with a bald head and a really deep voice who says everything completely wrong, and he's pretty good. He's almost the president. He would he's be like the vice president. In a normal class, Jordan, he would be the president of the class, but yeah. not with Juanita These are extraordinary there. circumstances. Juanita is such an amazing woman, and what's great about it, Jordan, is when she's completely baffled by what's going on, not only will she say it out loud really loudly, which is something that many of the older students in the class share. Yeah. The Spanish class, so in, at a community college. So you're looking at three-quarters traditional community college students, your 19-year-olds looking to transfer to UC Irvine. But uh, the rest of the class is kind of weird old people who talk too much. Yeah, yeah. Like in the context of the class, not to their, like, the person sitting next to them. They just sure. answer the question, the teacher's rhetorical questions and so on. Gotcha. Now, but what's amazing is that Juanita will say, enthusiastically state her ignorance of what's going on in the class mm-hmm. and just do it in the most pleasant way. <laughs> She's such a pleasant lady. She'll just, you know, she'll just say, she'll just say, wait a minute, how are you supposed to pronounce an enye? (laughs) And she'll be like, oh, you guys, you boys know what you're doing. (laughs) You know, you boys are, you boys are wonderful. (laughs) Oh, we're like, thanks, Juanita. You're number one. Sounds like a doozy. I think she's going to be the new co-host because she has a love of lifelong learning. That's good. That's a good choice. She has a love of lifelong learning, a love of French tips, Mm -hmm. uh, and a love of wearing a shirt with her name on it. So that's the three characteristics that you lack. Yeah. She has a perspective, too, probably. She's got a really strong perspective. I'd say it's an urban perspective. I've been meaning to get a perspective. Yeah, you should think of getting a voice, too. Yeah, I should. Have you thought about that? A unique voice. Like a unique, like a clarion call that cuts through the fog, the morass of contemporary uh, words and ideas. That would be nice. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, that'd be good. I I should be on top of this, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll be back in just a second on on Jordan Jesse going, and hopefully by the time we get back, Jordan will figure out, you know, what he wants to do, literarily speaking. Sure. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, I'm not sure exactly how this happened, but I feel like a theme that's been coming up on this week's program so mm-hmm. far is a love of lifelong learning. Well, it's because you're shoving it down my throat consciously. That's probably why that theme just happens to come up every four seconds. It's because you're forcing open my jaw and ramming your big 
chunky fist full of that theme in it. You know, it, and the audience too. Have you ever heard By the proxy. expression? Have you ever heard the expression chiaroscuro? No, I haven't. Uh, it's an Italian word meaning the light and the dark. Uh, it's something that you would use to describe, for example, uh, uh, how one does effective stage makeup. Or uh, how someone uses uh, uses lighting in in a, in a black and white photograph, um, the way that the uh, the lightness brings out the darkness and vice versa. That without that contrast, uh, you can nothing really pops. Yeah. See, do you understand what I'm saying here? Okay. I guess what I'm saying here is that the that as people listen to this show, sure. they recognize my love of lifelong learning and the absence of a love of lifelong learning in you the sort yeah. of no, I know. fat yeah i'm just a fat stupid, minded yeah fat minded you know what i mean dumb smelly sure gay yeah got it yeah i mean gays no one hates learning more than gays if, sure. inle- except unless it's the chinese oh yeah the chinese hate to learn i'll tell you that right now <sighs> So continue. Okay. There's a theme. Sorry, Love I, got freaked, learning. Out. You're I got great. freaked out. I got freaked out, Jordan. I got there. freaked out. Like I'll, I'll, I'll bring you up to speed. Max FunCon. Okay. You know about Max FunCon already. I do. Are you getting excited? I'm getting a little bit excited. Some might call it premature. Yeah, since it is eight months away. Yeah. Seven months away. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, dole out little spoonfuls of excitement to my excitement center there there are people who follow the blog who listen to jordan jesse go they follow the blog they get the email message updates they post on the forums those people probably know what max FunCon is sure they might even be tired of it by now but thousands and thousands of people listen to jordan jesse go who don't do all of those sure. things so i feel like we should bring them up to right, speed absolutely. on max FunCon. yeah it's a weekend of awesome mm-hmm June 12th through 14th. Sure. Here in beautiful, sunny Southern California in the mountains of San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. San Berdu. San Berdu, as they also. call it. Exactly. Lake Arrowhead. Mm. The beautiful Lake Arrowhead. Is that a spring break destination? I mean, I guess I would know better than you would being from Southern California, but I don't. It seems like maybe it's a place that would be a spring break destination. It could be a spring break destination. It could be a, a destination for uh, people who, who love the outdoors. Okay. Outdoors lovers. Yeah. Would love Lake Arrowhead. People who love maximum fun might love Lake Arrowhead, particularly June 12th through 14th, 2009. Yeah. Here's what we got lined up for Maximum Fun Con. This is the first ever con we've ever put on. Yeah. Uh, well, we've done some sh- we've done some short grifts. Right. But this is the Never first done the long con. This is the first long con we've put on. Sure. Um, this is like fake casino big. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. This is by the way, FYI, we're going to be filming The Sting 3 there. Yeah. Yeah, it's this it's the sequel to the sequel Michael to Paul the Sting. Newman. Shit. Aha, you have to be Robert Redford. Fuck me. Yeah, you got to be on top of that. You got to call Man. Paul Newman. I'm going to be fucking jacking off on my shitty independent film festival. Oh, yeah. While you're busy drinking all the salad dressing you can drink. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. In individual McDonald's packets. The things that are happening at Max FunCon. Uh, it's educational. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining, Jordan. Wow, both, huh? Here's some of the people who are going to be performing their jokes and laughs and other various good times. We got Maria Bamford, the legendary bammer. Sure. Jordan and me, we're going to be doing a Jordan Jesse Go Live. Yeah. Our buddies from You Look Nice today, they're going to be doing You Look Nice Today Live. 
Never Not Funny. They're going to be doing Never Not Funny live. Jimmy. Three live podcasts. Three live podcasts. We've got a stand-up comedy show. Here's who's in the stand-up comedy show. The Bammer, Maria Bamford. Mm-hmm. Tig Notaro, the hilarious Tig Notaro, who you might know from the uh, last comic standing. You might know her as Officer Tig from the uh, Sarah Silverman program. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on Dog Bites Man once. <laughs> she was really, she's really, really funny, though. Sure. Um, we've got... Uh, music show. Here's who's in the music show. Mr. Jonathan Colton. Mm. How about this? Hard and firm. Yowza. That's about as good a music show as you can get, right? Mm-hmm. That's much better than, say, Pink Floyd and Radiohead together. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's Snooze. Me. All right, guys. The song has been going on for five minutes. Time yeah. to wrap it for up. For God's sake, leave those kids alone. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, plus, we've got this educational stuff. Uh, we've got uh, the Boing Boings are going to be there. Yeah. We've got... Uh, what, are the, what do the Boing Boings have to teach us? Uh, they're going to teach us about uh, wonderful things. They're going to teach us oh, okay. about wonderful things because sure. that's their speciality. Gotcha. Um, we've got uh, Charlie Todd from Improv Everywhere is going to teach us all about how he does improv everywhere. Okay. Um, we've got Merlin Mann is going to teach us this amazing thing about uh, doing creative work. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear from uh, Mr. John Hodgman, who you might have heard of. Mm-hmm. You listeners might know him as Judge John Hodgman. Sure. Basically, my objective was to create the greatest weekend of my life. If other people enjoy it, that's great. Bully to them. Mm-hmm. And Jordan, I was worried that you wouldn't have a good time because I know you have a hard time having a good time unless you've been drinking. Sure. So I invited Dr. Cocktail. Oh, Dr. Cocktail. Dr. Cocktail. His real name is Ted Haig. Mm-hmm. Not only is he the proprietor of the Internet Cocktail Database... But he's also the world's foremost expert on old-timey cocktails, Jordan. Wow. Here's what he's going to do. He's preparing a special punch for the reception. Okay. It's based on a punch prepared for the 1893 Columbian Exposition. Wow. I swear to God, I'm not making this (laughs) up. He's going to prepare this punch for us. Then, Saturday night, big party time, he's going to make five special old-timey cocktails. Wow. Five magical cocktails that you can only get at Max Fun Con or in the past. Man. It's going to be really sweet. Are these like cocktails for people who don't like the taste of booze? Mm, I'm going to guess that he's going to offer a variety of cocktails. Okay. I'm going to guess that there's going to be some with some kind of weird booze in them. Okay. I'm going to guess that there's some that are going to be fruity. Okay. And I'm going to guess that there's some that are going to be... You know, uh, flavorful. What do they call that? They call that aromatic. Okay. Aromatic is what they call a, a, a boozy cocktail. Sure. Like it's it's herb-infused or something like that. Sure. This isn't that kind of bullshit cocktail where it's like, you know, we take some we take a sprig of rosemary and rub it on our butts, and then we pour, a, <laughs> Wait, pour some gin down our back and through our butt crack and put sure. it into a thing of premium vodka. This is old-timey stuff. You know, if you fill a... Britta, Britta pitcher full of cheap vodka. It comes out as Grey Goose. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. That's fascinating. From assholes. Yeah. <laughs> assholes will tell you that. Anyway, um, I just wanted to make sure everybody was appraised about Max FunCon because there's only 100 slots and about two-thirds of them are already gone. So if people wow. want to do Max FunCon, it's maxfuncon.com. Um, and the, the, the uh, registration, it's just like a whole... You just pay one thing, and then it's done. We, we have food. Me and me and Chris, the intern, went up there and ate the food, and it was great. Great. Uh, you get a place to stay. It's just really beautiful up there. It's going to be really wonderful. And you get to, it's kind of like rock and roll fantasy camp, you know? Mm-hmm. So, hey, Jordan, wh- how much would be too much to pay 
to hang out with Lonely Sandwich. The Lonely Sandwich. Wow. I'll give you a hint. This it's, is going to be like a Dave situation where it's someone who just looks like Lonely Sandwich. You know, the movie Dave with Kevin Klein. Mm, well, it is and it isn't, Jordan. I mean, it will actually be Lonely Sandwich, but Lonely Sandwich will sing the song that goes, Hail to the chief, he's the one we all say hail to. We all say hail to him because he is so clean. <laughs> From the movie Dave. Sure. Well, good. So it is going to be like a, like Dave in that sense. <laughs> is Charles Grodin going to be there? Yeah, oh, Absolutely. Man, wouldn't Just it be like awesome Dave. if Charles Grodin was going to be there? Fuck, man. Did I ever tell you about the time I, really I met think Charles I want to go Grodin? Anymore. One time I met Charles Grodin. How'd that go? He was real Charles Grodin-y. Oh, I real, bet. Real grumpy. I bet. Real grumpy. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Anyway, MaxFunCon.com uh, is where it is on the interwebs, and uh, we'll stop talking about it and get back to more entertaining matters. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Have you ever seen the show Mind of the Married Man? No. Neither have I. I don't need to. Because you're a married man now. Yeah. Wow, man. That's, that's cross half an hour off your TV schedule. All I have to do is look into my own mind, yeah. Jordan. What did you think of the wedding? Well, I had a beautiful great, wedding. Really good time at the wedding. Yeah, it was really nice. I thought it was uh, the ceremony wasn't too long. It was very short very ceremony. Very brief. We maybe maybe unintentionally short. Yeah. Well, well we had the ceremony at this short. at this unintentionally short. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. A, short. a lovely lovely church that I used to go to as a child, St. John's Episcopal, in, in the Mission District in San Francisco. Beautiful church. And uh, Teresa's father. This is one of these lefty Episcopalian churches, the ones that let gays do whatever they want. And, uh, there's, I think there's a mural of Malcolm X on the wall, right? No, that, that's a different church I went to as a okay. kid. But yeah, pretty close. There and, may as well be. Yeah, there may as well be. Um, and uh, uh, so they said we could have anybody officiate the ceremony we wanted to. Now, Teresa's grandfather is a judge, mm-hmm. semi-retired, but he still serves in, in Marin County from time to time as he's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a judge, so he has the power to marry people. Mm-hmm. He's a wonderful, kind man. He actually married Teresa's parents some uh, 30 years ago. Okay. Um, so we thought it would be really wonderful if he conducted the ceremony. And it was. However, there were a few hiccups along the way. Sure. Um. He forgot to in, he forgot to introduce things at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just kind of jumped right into it. Sure, that was fine. Started doing the wedding. Just started doing the wedding. That was fine. We were ready for it. Forgot to do the uh, readings. We did have two friends who were going to do readings. They had prepared readings for us. Readings of what? Of poems? Uh, yeah, poems. poems. Yeah, some nice poems. Yeah. John Donne. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like a beautiful, uh, beautiful old timey pastoral. There's a lovely poem about love. Sure. Nature of love. He skipped those. Yeah, just didn't. Skip, didn't mention them. Yeah. Also called me Steve a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, in the wedding. I'd say, th- what, three times? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think what was going through everybody's head is, is that the name of one of Teresa's old boyfriends? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe the last boyfriend before he became senile or something. Yeah. I know he's not actually senile, but it for the been, casual wedding it attender. Been, it would have been nice if he had... I think if he had introduced himself and explained that he was Teresa's grandfather at the beginning of the ceremony, people would have been brought into what was happening a little bit more. As it was, I think, back in business, Brian Lane asked me, who is that crazy old man who (laughs) conducted your ceremony? Sure. I said, oh, that's Teresa's grandfather. 
Um, people couldn't didn't know if he was a priest. I mean, he was wearing judicial robes. He was. So I would think it would be, but it does not that unlike a priesty robe in yeah. some ways. Um, but Steve is actually Teresa's dad's name, mm-hmm. and uh, since he had married them some many years ago, I think it was just a slip of the tongue, a few times. I was trying to decide as I was standing up there. Is this something I should say something about? Yeah, Teresa corrected him, right? Yeah, Teresa that corrected was, him. You know, I didn't want to be like, "Hey, dude." Yeah, it seemed weird. Uh, correction. <laughs> also, he's basically the kindest, sweetest man sure. in the. Like, he's so epically kind and sweet that I kind of just, I just wanted to enjoy it. I was uh, yeah, that was so funny, man. It was so funny. It was like the funniest thing he could have said, and like. She says, like, you, Teresa, and you, Steve. It's just like the, like a classic name to miscall somebody for some reason. And uh, I was he like... He might as well have just I called was, me Boner. Yeah, right? Um, and you, Flash. Um, I, had a, I was up there. I was in the wedding party, so I always had to stand up there. And I had a really tough time not laughing out loud. I mean, I, I, I legitimately made a face and then looked around for other people. No one else was making a face. Yeah, I felt like a jerk. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's good. I, I think I may have get gave a get a load of this look uh-huh. to the uh, to the wedding crowd and got nothing in return. Nothing but reverence. I think some of the people there were Teresa's cousins, aunts and uncles. They were wondering if my name was Steve. Sure, because they don't know you that. Yeah, well. They don't know me that well. It's mm-hmm. not you know. It's they don't know me that well. <laughs> they all started running it, uh, running out to their cars to change the cards yeah, with the wedding gifts. Exactly. But what a, what a, it was so. I'll tell you. You know, you get married, it, it happens so fast. I mean, especially when sure. you skip a bunch of the parts. Yeah, eight minutes? Yeah. Ten minutes? Um, it, it happens so fast. I mean, it was just so beautiful. I just, you know, you're just sitting there and you're just full of love. Right. You know what you're I mean? You're bursting. Just all these many years of love coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, you come in your pants. Sure. Um, I didn't. That's... Nah. Sorry. Typically, one comes in their pants. Yeah, If they're wouldn't. not impotent. Exactly. But I... So... I am. Yeah. And uh, thanks for bringing that up, Jordan. Ain't no problem, man. Right. You probably don't want to talk about the honeymoon then. God. Honeymoon. I've never been so consistently shamed. Yeah. So powerfully and consistently shamed. Oh, Christ. Frequently shamed. Oh, Jiminy Christmas, Yowza. It was a Yowza, nightmare. Yowza. But what a pleasant time. Don't you think that was oh, just yeah, great? Yeah, it was great. The reception was super fun. Oh, all the buds were there. All the buds were out in full effect. Everybody was dancing and having a great time. Mm-hmm. My buddy CJ was DJing. He did just a wonderful job. Now, I'm told... Yes. There, uh, I'm told toward the end of the night, I, and I remember this kind of... Uh, me and uh, uh, Big Time Gene O'Neill took some pictures uh-huh. in the photo booth. You had yes. a digital photographer there we had a, who posted we had two, kind we had of a two digital... photographers, one taking candid photographs and one who had set up a photo booth for people to take whatever kind of photograph they wanted in. Yeah. Anyways, I was told that me and Big Time Gene O'Neill took some shirtless pictures in the photo booth. But I did not see them on the website. I'm guessing they removed them because they were inappropriate. I think they didn't want to make those public. However, I do have a digital versatile disc Mm -hmm. full of 1,000 images, Mm -hmm. uh, among which I am sure are the photographs of of you and big-time Gene O'Neill bearing your bosoms to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Wasn't that like a what were the circumstances? You guys were pretty uh, wasted. Yeah, we were just. I remember us looking at each other and saying, "I dare you to take your shirt off. I dare you to take your shirt off. Take it off, you pussy." And then we did. It was one right. of those situations. I heard that everybody went out after after the uh, after the reception was done. I didn't. Too drunk. Oh, too drunk. I just have. Uh, out, I just huh? had uh, Dan Grayson drive me back to the hotel. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, I also hear me and Gene wrestled and knocked over a pot. <laughs> yeah and broke glass some, broke it broke some stuff broke some stuff to much to much of the horror of uh of the assembled parents yeah but you know what you had a great time <sighs> yeah it was a lot of fun we had bubblegum cigarettes mm-hmm. uh it's no donks jordan yeah and of course as people know, I, you know what? i didn't even miss them yeah didn't even it was miss such the a donks. pleasure did you have a good you have some good tacos yeah, I did. It's delicious tacos. Yeah, nice tacos. Just had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Me and Teresa went out to the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay. We stayed at the Ritz-Carlton. They gave us a, a rose petal turndown. Mm. That's where they uh, sprinkle rose petals on your bed after yeah. they make it. It's pretty annoying, actually, because then there's rose petals everywhere. It's nice to see when you come in. Yeah. Then there's rose petals in your bed. You're trying to make love to your new wife, and she's got rose petals in her vagina. Yeah, I mean... The, and butt. The good news is is that the marriage had been consummated by the time we made it to the reception, so... Oh, gross, t- dude! <laughs> gross! Uh, oh! You made it, Jordan. Oh! Jordan, you made a really wonderful uh, speech at the reception. Oh, thanks. And I thank you for that. And uh, I think I thought the speech at the reception award went to my baby brother, mm-hmm. uh, who basically started crying in his speech, Aww. which was really touching given that he is an enormous 18-year-old Yeah, um, with a very deep voice like mine. Sure. A giant, giant young man. Uh, with big a baby hands, face. small head. Yeah, just just crying like a baby, mm-hmm. talking about how much he loved uh, the two of us and how happy he was to become part of Teresa's family. That's great, isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. So there you have it, you fuckers who complained about how we didn't talk enough about the wedding. Yeah, fuck you, fuck you, there assholes. We talked about it. Thanks a lot for taking an interest in me, dipshits. Yeah, and um. I you know I know and, and I know we kind of agreed we're gonna have a little moratorium on not a moratorium just a pure just a pure lockdown on maybe talking about some of the specifics of the bachelor party right but uh, if you will permit me to say yes uh, Jesse did not everybody's been wondering about this if you broke your no drinking rule yes you did not break your no drinking rule unless you were sneaking something in, in a bathroom that I didn't know about no I which wasn't. would be a heck of that a would be way, weird would be a heck of a way to break your uh yeah. to break your nose like well I'll just go into the bathroom yeah. and drink this gin I never ever ever drink uh but I do have a bottle of gin taped underneath the uh the lid of my toilet bowl right yeah you just give it a little look give it a little point just yeah. in case Exactly. Uh, yeah, and you did a and you did a, a great job uh, of being lecherous. Yeah, I have, we had a lot of fun. Absolutely, we had a great time. We it was great pals, great friendship. Man, that was some good pals. That was just a solid group of pals. Isn't friendship great? Yeah, and um, uh, uh, might I say that the only one of the you look nice today's who showed up was Scott Simpson. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think everybody wanted to come, but just yeah, travel arrangements, circumstances. That dude can get the party started. Oh, what a party he's not, guy! He gives energy. He's not one of these energy sucks. Oh, he's a giver. He's a giver. Absolutely. He gives everything. Mm-hmm. Anything you want, Scott Simpson will give it it's to like, you. That was nice. Everybody there was like sufficiently ready to party. Absolutely. Like everyone had agreed not to like complain. And, and nobody to be, was like, weird. Into it. 
nobody was nobody partied so much that it was weird. No, yeah, that was another. Like nice at the thing. wedding where me and Gene broke all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we have fun, huh, Jordan? Yep. Okay, well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Can we? I, I want to go to the phones in just a second, but I can. Can we make a, a quick? Can we take a moment for a public service announcement? Absolutely. This is a serious public service announcement. It's not a joke public service announcement. Yeah. God knows those are going around. Huh? I mean, it's a. You hear a lot of joke public service announcements yeah. on this show, on other shows, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I want to take this opportunity for a serious public service announcement. Sure. I had a big family gathering this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, went down to went down to the uh, the old folks' home where my grandmother lives. She's uh, in her eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a minor heart attack recently, but uh, seemed to be in very good health and spirits. Sure. Um, uh, all of my dad's family came together there. It was really a wonderful, uh, nice experience. And I was talking to my cousin. His wife, um, his wife has has been getting migraine headaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't want to go to the doctor because she said, you know, hey, everybody gets migraine headaches. Right. You know, everybody, lots of people get them. It's not a big deal. But then she's like crying with pain. Sure. If you get chronic headaches, mm-hmm. if you're a person out there who gets chronic headaches, go to the doctor. They'll help you out. The doctors have pills to give you. They're not just painkillers. They're pills that can really actually help you. I know. I take pills for this if you think i haven't been very funny on this week's program it's because i took my pill earlier no yeah um but my point is like you're in, in the pill zone right now exactly but i mean in all you sincerity kiss me a few times it's something that people more than usual it's it's something that people often like think they shouldn't they don't have to go to the doctor for or they shouldn't yeah. go to the doctor for or that the that there's nothing that the doctor can do this is in 1965 there's lots of stuff the doctor can do and they want to help you so Go to the doctor for that. Now, can we go to the telephones? Sure. Speaking of a telephone that you may be able to hear ringing in the background. Hey, Jordan, Jesse. This is Allison from California. Um, I found your podcast about six months ago, and I finally got all the way caught up. And I love the show, and you guys are great. Two things. Um, Jesse, I love the bunny calendar. I think you should keep it. Um, and Jordan, it is adorable when you get to host, but it is horrifying when you talk about porn. Horrifying. Um, that's it. Keep up the good work. Bye. Is that what you horrifying? talked about? Is that what you talked about the whole time? You guys just, I left and you guys just talked about pornography the whole time. Yes. Horrifying, huh? She should, I guess maybe she should have just expected that. Yeah. I, I, didn't, the, I don't. I didn't talk about it in I'm any the kind one of who explicit makes the, way. I'm I don't the one think. who's always making it inappropriate jokes. Sure, but I guess I'm really. I wanted the to one. have a serious discussion about, you know, masturbating. I was going to say erotica. <laughs> I have a I have a big erotic art collection. Jordan has a lot of erotic novels about vampires mm-hmm. and paintings I make of scenes in them. <laughs> also cosplay. <laughs> I got that too. Oh, Jordan, it's it's really it, isn't it nice when people call in to say how adorable it is when you host. I just I feel like that's patronizing. <laughs> I'm still I mean, you're yes, the, it's nice. Okay, it's nice. It's nice to hear a girl say something you do is adorable. But this this sounds like this sounds like this is I feel like this is high school and and she's calling me because you know 
she hasn't heard from her boyfriend in three days, and uh, she wishes he could be more like me, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's one of those. I feel like it's that kind of adorable. No, I don't like it. Fuck it. Fuck it. You know what? I'm not. Yeah, I'm a professional. I get paid for it. You you need to you need to stand up and be counted more often. I, I think. should. I think you need to stop taking bullshit. Yeah. From bullshit listeners. Sure. Who are, who are calling in to and say smell fucking smelly listeners who <laughs> yeah. say you're adorable. Yeah. Who drop bullshit character assassinations like mm-hmm. calling you adorable. You know what I mean? I know. Now's the time to drop the hammer, Jordan. Yeah, I will not stand for this any longer. If you, I will not let the liberal media assassinate me like they assassinated Sarah Palin. Jordan. What? Max FunCon is coming up in June of 2009. <laughs> yeah. Let's say a lady who thinks you're adorable registers for Maximum FunCon. Would you be willing to fight her <laughs> at the convention? Yes. Okay. Then it's settled. Done. Pistols at dawn, lady. Problem solved. Pistols at dawn. Hello, this is the newly ordained Reverend Joel in Binghamton. As far as Jordan's question about when you should uh, find out if a girl has a boyfriend already, I suggest doing it before you sleep with her, because trying to maintain a plutonic relationship after is a little bit awkward. I speak from personal experience. I did want to make one other comment. If you happen to meet a girl in a kind of pickup-y sort of way, like at a bar or in any sort of place, like just where it seems like, you know, the pickup kind of thing should be happening, and they have a boyfriend or just want to be friends or they are looking for just friend kind of relationships, this is not the type of girl you want to be friends with. It's not the, like... You have a friend who happens to be a girl who you do stuff with. No, this is the type of girl who will treat you like a boyfriend, except for you get none of the benefits emotionally, physically, or otherwise. And they will usually sabotage any relationships that you tend to have um, and will never set you up with friends, like set you up with their friends or anything like that. I could be being bitter and angry because I've dealt with this before, but, nah. You know what? What? (laughs) He go. He what? was. I let Casey the intern. Oh, hold on. I'm stretching my, my calves. He really oh, is stretching yeah. out his calves. It's kind of gross, to be honest with you. Look at my shorts. He's wearing shoes. Mm. He's just stretching out his feet up in my face. Yeah, I got some bad eczema on the bottom there too. Oh boy. What was that about? That I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I think he was complaining about the same thing you were. How about this? What? You fight this guy. You fight oh, Reverend yeah, Joel. <laughs> Reverend, I wonder what that was. I wonder if he's one of the, like, he just got that life church certificate. Yeah. I, mean, I hate it when people talk about it. I'm sick of hearing about that. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm a minister on the internet. Shut up. Everyone, I can marry people. Every, yeah, yeah it's like a, like a trick to getting people to make out at a party when they're drunk. Like, yeah, I'm going to marry you guys. No, you know, that's all fine and good, but like, sh- like everyone does that. Shut up about it. Yeah, don't tell me about it. Yeah. You can talk. You know what you can talk about? Here's some bullshit you can talk about. Getting your own Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor. When you get your own Ben and Jerry's ice <laughs> yeah. cream flavor, then you can talk about it at parties. Hey, I got my own fucking Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor. Let's say you're wavy gravy. You can just come up and be like, hey, I got my own fucking ice cream flavor. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then make- you ride away on your unicycle. Exactly. <laughs> uh. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to be aggressive toward the callers today. He's, the guy seemed nice enough. I didn't want to like, I didn't want to, when we started talking about that topic, I didn't want to incite you know, nerdy guy rage at girls. That's not what right. we were trying to do. Jordan. 
I think we should move out of the question-taking portion of this program. Okay. Move into something much more important, something okay. that you might even call momentous. Oh, okay. Now, Casey the intern screened our calls for us this week. This call is labeled Momentous Occasion, kind of oh, awesome. Oh, so you haven't, you haven't listened to these. This is I kind know, of a grab is, bag. Yeah, this is a grab Sight bag. Sight unseen. Screened by Casey the Intern. Casey wow. the Intern took this on as a project this wow. week. This one is labeled Kind of Awesome, Very Creepy. Okay. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. I just was known to call in with a Momentous Occasion. In the past week, I've had five threesomes, and it's been really great. First four were my girlfriend and another girl I'm really attracted to. And the last one was with my girlfriend and another girl that I'm really attracted to. So it's a thumbs up all around. Thanks, guys. He's making that call on his cell phone, it sounds like. He's in the jogging in the park? Yeah, he sounds like he's in the middle of some sort of strenuous activity. Probably another threesome. Oh. Hello. Hey, uh, Hello. You want to, what do you want on your pizza, Mike? <laughs> hey. My, uh, Bell peppers. Okay, here's, here's, here's my thing. Uh, yeah. A, good for you. Yeah. Uh, B, here's the, here's the element of the three-way that I'm interested in. I don't really care. I'm sure. I'm glad you had it. That's nice. And you know, you know, your girlfriend sounds like a champ. God bless her. But, uh, uh, I don't, I, right now kind of what I'm curious she's a about time champ. Sure. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like Mark Spitz. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's what I'm interested in. I want to hear about group sex logistics. I want to hear about like, what do you do beforehand? Like, what do you do afterwards? Does everybody just lay in bed and watch a movie? That's usually what happens after sex, right? I mean, so does all three of you just lay in bed? Do you go home? Where do you set this up? Where do you, do, you know, I, I don't know. Just the logistics ever, of that baffle me. Do you ever wish you were gay? Because uh, no. if you were gay, a gay man specifically, sure. Um, you could do all kinds of crazy sex stuff as much as you wanted. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that all, by no means do all gay men do this. Not at all. I was probably not even a majority of gay men. But the slope, but it's the, on slope the, table. the slope to getting to crazy sex thing is not as steep. Oh, it's absurdly, it's absurdly, <laughs> uh, it's a fucking walk in the park to get yeah. to crazy sex thing. And you might do something that you regret later or something like that. So maybe it's worse. But there's times when you just think, Man, that would be neat. Yeah. You know, because yeah, you're, right. because you, okay. you're a dude. You're always trying to convince ladies to do it with you. <laughs> you or, know what I or mean? Or trick them. Yeah. <laughs> convince or trick. But a, but a dude and another dude, yeah. they automatically want both want to do it a lot. Hmm. They both have low standards because sure. a dude has low standards. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, like, it's just way easier. I don't know. No, you know yeah. Um, okay. Sure. I, and I mean, but I've obviously, and I don't want to discount there's moral issues involved, okay. which you one would have to wrestle with. And I'm saying, I'm not saying that I'd want this. I'm saying I've considered it because it just opens up the field. It opens up your options. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? What? Does that make sense to you? <laughs> I kind of lost oh, you. I'm not. You, you lost me. I'm just trying to make the distinction between me wanting to go do crazy sex stuff, because I'm pretty sure I don't want to do all this crazy sex stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm happy with my sex stuff. 90%. Yeah. But 
if I was a gay dude, sure. If and if at any point I changed my mind, it's totally in the cards. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Now there's other things. It's more it's more easy to transmit many sexually transmitted diseases. You know, sure. there's a lot of there's pitfalls. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, you know, you might want to open up the door. See what I'm saying? Are you trying to get me to have sex with you? Do you have a boner right now? It's an unrelated. It's not related to you. I mean, I could see how this boner <laughs> would be kind of misleading. Right. No, yeah. this is something else. I guess I, this, the whole thing was brought on by your boner. Oh, yeah. No, I was just thinking about the latest episode of True Blood on tonight. <laughs> Ooh. I was just thinking about mm-hmm. Entourage. Mm-hmm. Jordan lives has an unbelievable erotic imagination. Well, vampire based, (laughs) mostly vampire based. (laughs) It's got some VHS bootlegs of Dark Shadows, so we're gonna have to call this a day a little early. It's funny that you mentioned that you have this really vibrant erotic life based around vampires. Yeah, same thing with me. Only it's Wolfman. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And Frankenstein's. <laughs> Any of the universal monsters. Yeah. Including Chucky. This includes <laughs> Chucky as well. Hi, this is Reed in Texas. I'm driving south on I-45, and I just saw a billboard that says, please stop the porn and be reborn. Done. Fine. We're in. We're absolutely in. Let's have about a clean momentous occasion. Yeah, right? Hey, JJ Go. This is Anne from Sacramento, and I'm calling for another momentous, momentous occasion. So happy I cut my dreads because I just got a job. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Also because they were probably gross. Yeah. I'm guessing that Anne's a white lady. Sounds white. She sounds like a white lady. So it's a false errand to try and to guess white. ethnicity based on someone's voice. We could easily be wrong, but all signs point to white. I think we the main sign being that she's listening to this show. Yeah, I think with a with an African American person, it's a convince it's it's it, it, there's a very convincing argument to be made in favor of wearing dreads. Sure, uh, they can be clean. Mm-hmm. They can be beautiful. Sure, um, I'm I'm very pro. I'm very pro. On a white person, it's just gross because you have to actively make it gross in yeah. order to make it work. You know what I mean? Oh, we yeah. went to UC we, we, talk, we talked about this. We've talked yeah. about white dreads before. Is this yeah. the same white dread lady, do you think? I don't know. Maybe She, she was sounds like a really nice lady. I don't oh, make sure. that clear No, no, no. Absolutely. In and fact, usually most, people, most white people yeah. with dreadlocks are, are awesome and yeah. fun to hang out with. Really nice. What yeah. was that nice guy who worked at KZS? He used to always bring us like raisin Carib bread. Carob chips. Yeah. chips from the natural food store. I don't know. Store. His name was like Salty or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a sweet fellow Yeah. No, no. That's I. The hairstyle is gross, but I mean, you can usually count on a white with dreads being like a real kind of fun yeah. if you're gonna ask like if you're lost in a town and you see a white person with dreads that's probably the person i ask mm-hmm. i ask with directions might not know where you're talking about yeah might be confused yeah might be baffled hello jordan jesse go this is matt and i have a momentous occasion i just signed up for twitter however i've decided to follow jordan's tweets but not jesse's in order to do my part in upsetting the balance of power thank you let the Fuck. overthrow begin Fuck. I am Fuck. rallying Fuck. my group of angry villagers, and we are going to storm the castle. We're going to storm Castle Thorn. Jordan, your twats versus my twats. There's no contest. Yeah. Mine are going to dominate. No way. Come on. Yours, I'm you're, twice the Twitter. I'm going to be honest with you, Jordan. 
your Twitters are better than mine. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're if you're trying to decide whose Twitters to follow, Jordan's are better. They're consistently funny. For some reason, you have a Twitter program where you have limitations on how many yeah. people you can follow. If you have to pick between one or the other, I mean, yeah. you're looking for good ones. This is the beginning of the end, Thorne. But what I lack in quality, I make up for enthusiasm. <laughs> in exclamation points typed. Absolutely. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. This is Carrie from Austin, Texas. I just met Henry Winkler and high-fived him. And I have a picture, and I will send it to wherever it needs to go. So that's my momentification for today. Thank you. Bye. Fantastic. He's, sh- he's shorter than you would think in person. Is he? Very short, yeah. Tiny little man? Absolutely. Seems like a real class act. Oh, he is. You ever seen him on a talk show or something? He just seems like the, the best, best guy in the world. He's a. He also uh, is a big uh, combatter of dyslexia. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't he own Hollywood Squares or something like that? Isn't he a rich game show producer? I don't know. I think he is. I, I know that he writes children's books about how to kick dyslexia. Oh. God bless Henry Winkler, the Fonz. Right. Can we both agree? Hey. There you go. And, uh... Yeah, very funny in Waterboy as well. Yeah, like a good turn in Waterboy. Absolutely. Hi, JJ Go. I'm driving through northern Wisconsin, and I just saw a farm that was selling uh, giant hamster wheels for dogs. So, and I kind of want to turn back and really look at them. They actually had a dog running in one. Um, so there you go. You think a dog likes that? Yeah, dogs like to run. In a hamster wheel? This is like a retriever of some kind. And Coco likes running. Yeah. Where'd I put one of these wheels? Seems like it'd be a fair-sized wheel. Yeah. I'd find a place for it. Okay. Yep. Northern Wisconsinites, let's do this. Go get a dog wheel. Buy one for me and send it to me. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool if you could could also run in it with your dog. Yeah, absolutely. That would be fun. Yeah. There's a human, one that would support the weight of a human. Yeah. Okay, Jordan. Yeah. I have a new action item for people. Yes. It's been a while since we had a really good action item. Okay. Here's what it is. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's campaign season. Yeah. Now, uh, the Republican candidate for president is is, uh, war hero John McCain. Sure. The Democratic candidate for president is uh, terrorist Barack Obama. Oh, you know, the word you're thinking of is young upstart. Right. Sorry. Excuse me. Young upstart. Yeah. Young Turk. Political upstart. Yeah, I think I confuse Young Turk. Yeah. The Turks are terrorists, if I'm not mistaken. Young Jock. Young. Yeah, I was thinking of Young Jock. That's mm-hmm. what it is. This whole time, I'm thinking of Young Jock, the, the rapper Y U N G J O C. Yeah. Young Jock. Were you thinking at all of Lil Louisiana? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I figured you might be by the look on by the look in your eyes. I thought yeah. that guy's thinking about Lil Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's campaign season, Jordan. Sure. So far, there's two major candidates. There's countless minor candidates, such as uh, Ralph Nader, an, an honorable man, mm-hmm. uh, and very boring. Uh, Bob Burr. Oh, yeah? A, a creepy, ultra-conservative man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of choices out there. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Who is your presidential choice? Who is your presidential candidate choice? However, Jordan. Yeah. Proviso. No politicians. No politicians. They cannot be yeah, a politician. We're throwing out the Washington fat cats. We're kicking them to the curb. Sorry, fat cats. There's there's fresh blood. We're bringing change to Washington. Yeah. And and just generally speaking, no one with any political perspective. 
don't want I don't want people to call in and yeah, tell me John not, Stewart either. Yeah, not hearing John Stewart. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't know. You talk to. Somebody. I don't know that anybody would suggest Michael Moore these days, but yeah, you can't suggest Michael Moore. <laughs> I saw him on CNN uh, giving his um, just thoughts about the stuff, and um, he was honest to god in a bowling alley. Like that's where he shot his interview. He was in a bowling alley. Just to, like, prove how super blue-collar he is. Oh, I hate that. You're super rich, Michael Moore. You're so rich. Get a haircut. Wash your hair. John McCain's plans would put these guys behind me out of work. Did he say that? Yeah, it was just, like, super exploitative. Do you feel like like he thinks that if blue-collar people made millions of dollars in the film film and television industry... That they would continue to be really, really dirty? <laughs> Does he feel like blue-collar people are dirty to begin with? Hard to say. He certainly is. Yeah. Okay, but our and our opinions of Michael Moore, whose TV show TV Nation was very funny sure. uh, 15 years ago, um, uh, aside, your candidate for president and a succinct, succinct argument on that candidate's sure. behalf. If you do not keep it succinct, you're in deep doo-doo with me. Mm-hmm. I got a new catchphrase, Jordan. Keep it succinct. Keep it succinct. If it's not succinct, you're out the window. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll be back if in just a second. it's not succinct, you're going to get thrown in the clink. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Love, Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jordan, mm. we're wrapping things up. Sure. Another wonderful program in the books. Yep. Um, we've got an action item this week. Who's your presidential candidate? And a succinct argument in favor of that presidential candidate. Just no, a reminder, no Beltway insiders. No Beltway insiders, no bullshit activists. I don't mm-hmm. hear about your activist judges that you want to run sure. for president. I don't hear about William Rehnquist. Cindy Sheehan has no place on this podcast. Absolutely not. We're looking for your presidential candidates. Um, also, Jordan, I, I'm go- I, would as- I am getting a feeling recently mm-hmm. that Max FunCon is the greatest event of which I am capable. Mm-hmm. One time, you know, uh, Dan- Daniel Dan Grayson, uh, our good friend, he, he, wrote, the, uh, he wrote the theme music for uh, The Sound of Young America. Sure. I asked him what he'd been up to lately. We, we, had, we had gone out to a movie or something. And he said, the greatest artistic project of which I'm capable. That's what he told me. Yeah. It involved a multimedia art project he was working on. He said it was the greatest thing of which he was capable. Okay. That's how I feel about Max FunCon wow. right now. Bold. We'll see how it works out, of course. Oh, also, if you call to describe any more threesomes, don't just tell us that you had them. I want to hear a, bl- I want to know like a play-by-play. Yeah, I was about to say blow-by-blow, blow, and then I'm like, nah, people are going to think I'm making a pun, and, don't, and I didn't want to. Don't be sexy about it. What we're looking for oh, is clinical, what went wrong. Very clinical. We want to know what went wrong, mostly. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Something funny happened. We're not interested. I mean, it's great that you had a threesome that's great and everything. It's fine. We're proud of you and everything. But we want to take you down a peg. Sure. So let's hear oh, about yeah. what goes wrong. We don't want to hear about what goes right, because yeah. we've never done that stuff. Nope. 
you know? And we're never going to, probably. Yeah, I'm uh, too fat. Yeah, exactly. I'm married. Sure. Balding. A lot of a lot of shit's in the way. Yeah, so we don't so we're not trying hurdles, to live through you. A lot of hurdles you. to jump over. We're not trying to live through you. We're trying to justify <laughs> our own. Sure. We're trying to know why we would never want to do it. And also, don't tell me an emotional story about why it crippled you emotionally because it ruined your relationship with someone. No, that might That's be funny. Another that thing. might be funny. You think so? Yeah. You know this thing it would be sad? Yeah, I just don't want to get sad. Funny. Okay, well, let's not get sad. I'm, okay. I, 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 although, okay, Jesse apparently isn't concerned with logistics, but that's what I'm concerned no, with. No, that's what I'm saying. Logistics is where things break down. Well, I, I mean, I, if, even if it's fine, I just want to hear, like, I just want, like, an itinerary. I want to hear, I want to hear what the itinerary was. Okay, you mean, like, you mean, like, what time dinner was? Yes, absolutely. Or if somebody had to have a flag to show everybody where to go? <laughs> yes, I do. I want to hear specifics. There's, I, I watched a, a, a documentary about... A quote-unquote documentary. Yeah, I watched a documentary about uh, uh, swingers. Very boring. Very yeah. boring documentaries. Bad. Basically, they spent the whole thing saying, we're just like, we're just like Joe and Jane Average next door. But there was one part where the fat old couple was planning for the swinging party um and they were wondering uh if they laid a mattress down in a certain part of the room uh people would bang their heads on their uh speakers <laughs> they were wondering if they had to move the speakers or if they could just leave them where they were because they're worried about people banging their heads it was too close to the mattress that's what i want to hear about gotcha right on board i'm right here with you jordan yeah uh, and, and we'll be back next week, hopefully. Uh, sorry, sorry for the infrequency of episodes recently. There's been a lot of travel, a lot of travel on, on both, a our lot parts, of traveling sure. on both of our parts. But but we're here for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, our theme music is "Love You" by the Free Design. It is available on the compact disc. The best of the Free Design from Light in the Attic Records. Thank you to the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Sure. People keep calling me to tell me how buying that CD changed their life because it made them so happy. Mm-hmm. Just go out and buy that shit. Also. People have been telling me, a friend told me about Jordan Jesse Go. I listen to every episode. Tell a friend about Jordan Jesse Go. Why not? Is that too much to ask, Jordan? Yeah. Tell a friend because they're not going to just listen to some random podcast because most podcasts are terrible. Have a dinner party. Put it on in the background. And people, when people say, what's this bullshit ruining our dinner party? Yeah, exactly. It's Jordan Jesse Go. Put it on a boombox. Play it in a library. Or a quad. Or a quad. When someone quad. tries to arrest you, if you're on riding on your quad ATV, write it, turn it, transcribe it, turn it in instead of your term paper. Mm-hmm. When your teacher fails you, raise a stink. Mm-hmm. Call the proper academic authorities. Say that they're racist. Exactly. It's about racism, people. It is about racism. Yep. <laughs> You look like you had something to say. Were you just working on something? Yeah, no. I was thinking about what I'm going to do after this. <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll talk to you later. Uh, uh, and see you online at MaximumFun.org. Bye-bye. <laughs>